Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, October 14th, show number 201. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Keys are stuck at work, so it's just you're stuck with me, Scott Hammer, and Ron Miller. He may join us later if he gets out of work on time. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studios 2.0. It's Hammerdown Race Report presented by Oakshade Raceway, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you like us on Facebook, please do. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. You can, of course, watch us on YouTube. And listen to us on your favorite plat- uh, podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, check out HammerdownRacerReport.com for more information on all that stuff. And uh, we're about uh, done with the uh, Toledo City Paper deal. This is our first guest, I, b- I believe, calling. So we're going to uh, answer the phone, but uh, we'll be with you in a minute, Tony. Uh, hopefully you can hear us. Um, uh, Toledo City Paper, best of Toledo uh, nominations as we've been nominated uh, twice in the past three years. Yeah. That ends tomorrow. So if yep. you haven't voted to, to nominate us. Um, You're running out of time. You got yeah. tonight and tomorrow. So after yeah. the show, uh, go to our Facebook page. Don't do it now. The first uh, post, I have it pinned on our Facebook page, a direct link where you can uh, nominate us. We haven't really been hounding it that much this year, so I don't know if we'll get nominated. We'll see. Well, we'll try and remind you at the end of the show. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk to uh, C.J. Rayburn, legendary racer and chassis builder. And inventor of dirt late models for all practical purposes. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that what we're calling them? Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, Tony Burns uh, is going to uh, join us here in seconds, talking about this uh, new deal at uh, Sandusky Speedway that kind of popped up after last week's show. I sent a message to Chris Mize over at Sandusky Speedway. I said, hey, can I run my bomber with the the dirt truck guys at Fremont at the Cavalcade? He said, what? And he's, no, he said, what? Let me check. And then he got back to me a little bit later. He's like, yeah, you got to run asphalt tires and two-barrel carburetor or unhook your rears. So I said. Are you going to unhook your rears? Yeah, my rear is always unhooked. Okay. Now. So we'll, that's what we're going to talk to Tony about okay. about all that. We'll go into all the details. All right. Um, before we get to him, though, i got to pay a couple bills here. Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night, except, except during the offseason. Uh, they will be meeting, though, on this, this Saturday, the uh, 16th at 9 a.m. for uh, the swap meet. Yeah. So, cool deal there. Actually, I think uh, tomorrow they have uh, some flea market thing going on, too. Uh, well, I think tomorrow that, and I think Saturday. two-day deal, yeah. right. So, so you, you can go to the swap meet and then head on over to the other side right. uh, parking uh, lot there. And It's a lot of crafting and swap yeah. meet for... The ladies, especially, yeah, free to get in. I think there there is a spot fee though for the uh, for the vendors for the vendors for the swap meet. I also got to thank Big D's Pizza Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and More, and Clyde. Give them a call 419-547-1444. Order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Big on taste, not on price. Big Dean Henry. He's I, I can't say enough about him. He's a huge supporter of, uh, of everything racing, especially around here. So uh, definitely support uh, Big D's out there and Clyde. And uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, they manufacture several uh, different models of silhouette decoys using digitally enhanced detailed images, the highest quality materials, and the most advanced production methods. Each style offers, I probably should read this ahead of time, each style offers waterfowl hunters uh, different price ranges, options, and unmatched durability. Uh, check them out at webfootdecoys.com or call 888 or I'm sorry, 642 
I did notice in the comments, uh, Dale, David Golombieski, uh, senior, I believe. Gumby, Dave Gumby. That's Gumby. right. That's right. The uh, GSR Fall Classic go kart race uh, is this weekend, and uh, I, it, it's I think their second annual. It, it was pretty crazy last year. Uh, check out uh, either Dave Gumby, junior or senior, and uh, if you, if you Corey McCoy talked about that. Didn't yeah, he? if if you're interested in watching, there's no charge for admission. And uh, that's where you drink after every lap. Uh, I think every five laps. Five you've laps. Got to uh, stop it'd be more fun after every lap. Drink a beer. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk to Tony here. I have the beer concession. Okay. Tony, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. No. Right. You're no. still there. Thanks for hanging on. <laughs> our our board op forgot to put you on hold. He just uh, put you there. We we don't have a board op. Anyways, uh, Tony Burns, uh, Fremont dirt truck driver. Uh, is this your deal that you put together with uh, Chris Mize at Sandusky Speedway? Uh, it, it's not just my deal. Um, I, I kind of talked about it with Corey and with, with Chris, and we just kind of came together to get something going, honestly. Uh, I wasn't ready to be done racing for the year, and the Dusty's my home track, and that's where I wanted to go. I thought it'd be fun. So since they got their cavalcade delayed, why not jump in and try it, you know? Okay. Were you part of this a few years ago when they uh, had the dirt truck as part of the cavalcade? No, actually, this year was my first year in a dirt truck. I ran street stock for a while uh, before I went to the Marine Corps, but for the most part, it's been for about five years now. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, tell everybody what's what's the details of this event. When is it? Where is it? What are the rules? Uh, go ahead. The, the floor All is right. yours. So, October twenty third, Saturday. It's gonna be a one day thing. The Duskies running two days, but our division's only gonna run one. Uh, we're gonna be running Oak Shade Bombers. And the Fremont dirt truck, two barrels or disconnect your uh, secondaries if you're running a four barrel. Uh, tires, I just picked up about 130 or more uh, asphalt tires from uh, Bob Silva. Uh, so we're on our way back actually with those. Uh, my 24 foot enclosed trailer full. So if anybody's needing asphalt tires for this weekend, get a hold. We're loaded down. Um, I prefer everybody to try to run the asphalt tires. You can run your dirt tires, but as Corey said, last time they ran them, they got about eight laps and they were on the course. So it's a safety concern. I, I think it'd be best for everybody to run them. Uh, they're free. Come pick them up, run them. Uh, we have enough now for everybody to have spares even. Like I said, we're full, and there's still asphalt guys that are like, hey, I got a set of four that just come off my modified. Come pick them up. You know, they got plenty of life left in them. So they're, they're good tires. They're not junk. You know, they got plenty of life left in them. Not that us dirt guys would really know what good asphalt tires are. At least I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so how can, uh, how can like, like myself, because I plan to uh, come out for this thing. Uh, it sounds kind of, I like, I like weird things that are, that are different. And this yeah. is, this is kind of different. Um, how can uh, people get a hold of you and, and get these tires? Where can they get them? Uh, I can leave. Obviously, I'll, I'll comment on here. You guys can tag my Facebook page. Uh, you can comment or message on the Burns Racing page, comment on any of the posts. Uh, if you need my phone number, plenty of people have it. I can give it out. Uh, but the best way to do it is just message me on Facebook, and I can give you my address. I talked with Ron Miller earlier. We're trying to figure out a way to get uh, some of the tires up there since obviously he's a lot closer to the, uh, the Oak Shade Bomber guys. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the other mic here, so... Uh... We, we can okay, we can make go. these arrangements. Yeah, no problem. We like I said, I got plenty here. 
I just happened to be the furthest uh, furthest east guy out there, and these tires were halfway across the state, basically. I, I drove an hour and a half to go pick them up and Jeez. brought them back so that way we could make this happen safe and fun. And Personally, I want to see if we can go out and run faster laps than the Ohio Wheelman guys. We've been trying to run with them, and uh, I think it'd be cool to, to see how we compare to them and see if maybe – while those guys are there, and when we're not running at or uh, not running dirt, maybe we can run a, a race with the Wheelman series. They travel and run their street stock stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. The Tony, cha- while challenge has been thrown down. While we've been talking, Tony, uh, Pam Hendricks from Oakshade Raceway said that they uh, they want to give fifty dollars to the winner. Awesome! Um, they can get a hold of uh, uh, me or Chris Mize, and we can we can make that happen uh, and, and go from there. I know we've we've added. Dean has added 150. He's added 100 to towards the purse, and then 50 if a dirt truck uh, happens to beat the one of the O'Shea bombers to win, and then Jeff Pfeiffer threw out another 50. So the way we divided that up is uh, the, that 50 is going to go towards, or one of the 50s is going to go towards the person who travels the furthest to come to the race. The other uh, 50 is going to go to the, the hard luck award. Whoever has you know the worst night which is never something fun, but at least you're going to come out with an extra 50 bucks. And then the other thing we decided to do with 50 of that was uh, between fourth and whatever the last place car is that starts, we're going to have a, a young fan from the stands go and draw a random number, and whoever finishes in that position is going to get that extra 50. So wow, kind of cool thing to do. Bryce Black just posted that uh, he's more than willing to pick some tires up from you and bring them up to my shop tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, he knows where I live. He was just at the house today, so uh, I'll have him. Uh, I'll get a hold of him. We'll meet up and we'll get those up there for you guys. Oh. <laughs> and it just keeps coming. <laughs> Pam uh, from Oakshade says uh, she's also going to give fifty dollars to the highest finishing Oakshade Raceway bomber. Look at that! So. Everything's going crazy now. <laughs> so not only <laughs> is it is it the dirt guys versus the asphalt guys. I mean, not head to head, but time wise. But now it's the Fremont guys and the Oakshade guys. You know, head to head. Everybody loves a good competition. Absolutely, it's uh, multifaceted. I, I like it, and you're gonna. And this is a good thing for Sandusky too. I mean, this is a huge weekend for them. They got. Uh, I mean, we're just part of. We're a little part of the the show. Yeah. I mean, they got a full show going on here, the two day deal. And uh, I mean, I think this is going to bring in some dirt fans uh, to join the. the oh, I think fans. so, Scott. I'm wondering, what about an Oakshade regular racer that happens to be in a dirt truck? Where, where where does he fall in? Ah, Tony, help I, me with this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, well, since he'd be wheeling a dirt truck, I'd say that uh, I'd be up to whoever's throwing up the 50 bucks. But <laughs> uh, as, as far as the winner, if he's driving a dirt truck, hey, I think they're at a little bit of a disadvantage driving the truck. I mean, with the way our weight distribution and everything is, I think if you can go out there and you're regularly running a, a bomber and you can win in a dirt truck, hey, more power to you. I think uh, I think it should be what car you're running. Oh yeah, that works too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. or what vehicle you're in. If you're in a dirt truck, then you get the dirt truck bonuses okay. or, right, or right. things. If you're in a bomber, you know. So, you know, the thing I want to see is I know you guys. A lot of you bombers uh, are running the the three link setup. How many of you guys are going to be carrying that left front tire going around the track? How many of those guys are going to be using up rear tires? Oh yeah, definitely. Also me. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think I think that'll be kind of cool to see. I don't I don't know. I never really noticed it at the Hangover race. I never even thought about it. But now I'm thinking, all right, we're going to have a decent track, nice tires. You know, 
good rubber. Let's see if somebody's going to pick that thing up and, and carry it like they do on dirt. So this is uh, coming up, not this weekend. It's uh, next Saturday, the 23rd at Sandusky Speedway, part of the uh, the first day of the rescheduled cavalcade. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. And apparently it sounds like uh, Ron's going to have a, a stash of tires, which are you said are free, right? I mean, all they're 100% free. So it's not like you have to invest much other than effort to put uh, some tires on some rims uh, and some yep, fuel, I guess. But What's that? Word comes to words, you got to break out the spoons. Yep, yep, exactly. So uh, Ron will have some tires uh, here, and uh, I'm guessing a lot of the the Fremont guys uh, will be getting tires from from you. Then, did you want to give out your number just in case here? Yeah, four one nine two three nine three nine nine one, and uh, text message is usually best. Just let me know who you are. That way, I I know who I'm talking. All right, and then if uh, anybody contacts us, we can uh, share that uh, as well. And you're pretty accessible on Facebook. Oh, yeah, definitely. And a lot of sponsors, uh, like you said, had stepped. I thought I saw it was 300 to win and 100 to start. I'm sure that's gone up now, I mean, even in the past couple minutes. Now, uh, up to 350 to win, depending on uh, your dirt. Well, I guess now you're the highest finishing Oakshade uh, bomber. Basically, 350 to win no matter what. I know Dean is throwing up fifty bucks extra if a dirt truck won. So uh, there's that, and then I don't remember the the person's name that she said threw up the fifty to the highest Oakshade bomber finisher. So it's Pam from Oakshade. Matter what. So it, it, who's uh, in charge of the sponsors? Are you handling that, or is Chris Mize? If there's any other uh, sponsors well, that want to uh, step up, I would get a hold of uh, Chris. He's pretty much handling the the people that are talking because most of the the sponsors that are filling the stuff in have uh, been on his show or on the hammer down race report last week. I think they thought they mentioned it. Uh, so I know that Chris knew about the other stuff, but if you want to sponsor it, you can get a hold of me. I have a group chat going with Chris or you can get a hold of Corey McCoy. Uh, I know he's very well known as well. We, we have a little group chat going, asking questions and stuff about, about the race to make sure everybody's on the same page. Cool. Just to make sure um, in case some of the Oakshade guys do want to run their, they're harder dirt tires, they can run them if they wish. Yes, they can run their harder dirt tires if they wish. Uh, like like Corey and I had, had spoke about, we just recommend that you run the asphalt tires. Just One, because they're free, and two, it'd be a little bit uh, a little bit safer. You'll have something left for the feature. Yep, I have something <laughs> left for the feature. <laughs> Especially if you're burning up those rear tires. So, uh, once again, it's Sandusky Speedway, October 23rd. It's uh, Dirt Invades Asphalt as part of their, uh, their, I mean, you can check out some, uh, I mean, the, it's a full show of what, you got the Ohio Wheelman Series, uh, Modifieds, I'm just going off of memory here, I don't remember all the classes they have, but uh, it's going to be a, a full show. The, their, uh, their front wheel drive division right. that comes out, um, pure stock, and I believe beginner stock, but don't quote me on that one. Any idea how many uh, trucks you have committed so far? So I think we have... Seven or eight trucks committed. We have eight trucks that are possible. We have a couple guys that are going and traveling different places to race this next weekend, like Kokomo and whatnot. So depending on how they do there, we'll uh, tell if they're going to be able to come up with us uh, next weekend or not. So we have a possibility of having 15, uh, 15 trucks, but I'm not sure about the bombers. I, I know there's three or four of them that I know of, but I'm sure you guys probably know more. Well, we're going to work on it and <laughs> see if we can come up with a really good field of cars and trucks. Yeah, that'd be pretty 
thing. I, I like I like competition and I like a full stack field. So I, I think it's always fun. And and this might be something that if we pull in enough uh, of uh, you know the bombers and the trucks uh, that you know Chris Mize looks at this and say, hey, this is a this pretty, could, pretty good this, deal. We got to do this work. again. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So. All right, Tony. Well, we appreciate the the information here. We'll definitely uh, be promoting this in the next couple of weeks. Uh, coming up again, October twenty third, Sandusky Speedway. All right, sounds good, guys. Thank you. Appreciate and it. One more thing, just to be absolutely clear, this is not a hangover type race that's run no matter what the weather. This will be a sunshine race. This will be a, a sunshine time. race. Yep. All right. So, thank you so much, Tony. Thank you guys appreciate it. You guys have a nice night. All right, man, you too. There you go. Looking forward to that. Uh, I plan to, try. I'm going to give that a try. First time that uh, my new car will be you've, on. You've asphalt. got some laps there too, man. You've got a lot of experience. Uh, yeah, but that was in the old car. I have no experience with this. Uh, the yeah, car I got the this new year. car is more better than the old car. Well, it is. That's, but it's totally different than the <laughs> old car. Uh, it'll be interesting. And I've never run asphalt tires, so I don't know what uh, difference that's going to make. Um, before we get, uh, to C.J. Rayburn here, uh, real quick, want to mention a couple other sponsors we forgot to throw in there earlier. Of course, Romulo Race Cars will have a recap of uh, the big uh, festival that you kind of helped put together last weekend. Fun time. Uh, Free Frame Photos and Dittman Motorsports. So, um, yeah. I don't know if Craig's going to be there. I know that they had a picture of Craig's uh, the 74 bomber on the flyer for the, the asphalt. Deal. Ooh. So, I don't, I don't know if uh, Dittman's uh, going to be there or not, but... Uh, yeah, we'll find out. So, we promised uh, C.J. Rayburn. How about we give him a call here? Did I dial the right number? I, th- I think I did. Okay. So, uh, the inventor of dirt late models, you say? Yeah. Okay. That's Tony Burns, isn't it? Hello. Hi, is this C.J.? Yes. C.J., Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. It's the Hammer Down Racing Report. How are you doing? Oh, great, great, great. Good. What are you up to this evening? Oh, nothing. <laughs> talking, just, uh, talking to Ron and Scott. Yeah, just uh, just uh, sitting here waiting on you to call. All right. Well, we ran a little long with our last call, so we do apologize. Uh, you, yeah. You are our featured guest, though, tonight. Um, man, I, I don't even know where to start, Ron. I mean, such a, such a, a long career, and, and, I mean, you've done it all. What haven't you done? Uh, a lot, <laughs> you know. You know, there's a lot I still want to do, but I'm just old, and hands don't work, body don't work, mind is not too bad. Still pretty good. <laughs> CJ, when you started, um, am I correct that that you were originally a how dealer, and you just figured that there was a better way? No. Uh, no, I wasn't a how dealer. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know how at that time. We've become very good friends. Have a lot of respect for him. So, what, when did you actually get started in in racing? And, well, and how? Well, uh, May the thirtieth, nineteen sixty one. Oh, my. I, I went to a drag strip and uh, took an old six-owner Ford of mine 
And uh, one of the guys with it, with, with me had been drag racing. So, of course, we were drinking beer probably. <laughs> and um, the guy with us had drove some. And uh, so he drove the old car, and I guess we got beat runner-up or something. And we got beat. And I just went to work that day, you know, trying to make the car better. And, you know, thinking about it and and that's been hooked ever since. So you started off. Still hooked. You started off in drag racing. Yes, yes. I yes. did not know that. Oh yeah. Was and it, was I that... was always. Go ahead, CJ. All my life, I was real mechanical. I hung out in the garage all the time, and and was really pretty good. You know, about you know. Built a lot of old Ford tractor engines, you know, rebuilt them. And uh, and then I'd work on cars on the side of the road. I'd rebuild people's trucks on the side of the road when I'm just a kid. And, uh, you know, somebody wanted a brake job or something done, they'd come to me and probably give me 4 or $5 to do the brakes on a car. It's big money. And uh, we just start off on, you know, just pull them on the side of the road and, and then uh, I got going, you know, where I'd buy the parts out, I could uh, just do the work in their parking lot. And I've done a lot of that back in the day. And, and it was, it was always pretty simple. You know, I didn't know enough at that time to make it complicated. <laughs> you know, you know, the more, you know, the more complicated it is. Oh yeah. So, what, when did you, what what made you jump into uh, circle track racing if all your background early on was in drag cars? Well, I guess, uh, well, uh, fast forward. Uh, I come up here in 63, couldn't get a job anywhere, and went to work at a place called Arvin's. And I worked there for a while. A service station come up the lease. And uh, I went and, uh, and bought that. Uh, borrowed about half of the, uh, enough money to, to really run it right. And, you know, struggle, struggle, struggle. And then got into another service station. And I've done that for about eight years and made a, made a fairly good living and uh, saved a little bit of money then I went to work I sold the station out and come over here and built this place I got here naturally before I got it half done I was out of money <laughs> and uh, I went to work for Bob Clinton learned a lot from Bob and then I left there and went to work for M&M Automotive, learned a whole lot from them. And CJ, when, the when, time, when, CJ, when you and Bob Bob Glidden were together, were you next door next door neighbors then? Uh, no, that's before we moved down here. Okay, I come down here and bought some property. Uh, there was like twenty. I don't know, 20 some acres here. Bob bought eight acres. I got eight of it. Uh, 
Charlie Reed got three of it. So I guess it was about 18 acres on this spot here right. that we got. Uh, but uh, then he moved down here, and I was already in business here. And that's about the first year I went in business. And then he come and moved in down here. So you but, were basically uh, doing automotive work when uh, when you moved to Whiteland? Yes. Then I wasn't making much money, you know, working for the other guy. But I worked a whole lot, a lot of hours. And uh, done all right there. Then the Sunoco, Sun Oil Company, called me again, or called my wife. And they had a, a service station. So I went back in that for a while and uh, done pretty good there. And I started buying equipment. And uh, I had equipment in the service station. And I was doing, you know, I was CCing heads and uh, honing blocks and boring and honing blocks in the service station. And uh, then... I, then I just got in here and got to doing all this stuff here and buying equipment and buying equipment and hard, you know, you make a payment on this, a payment on that, and hell, they'll finance anybody. And, uh, but, you know, there's a, well, you make $100 an hour doing this, but in your payments only got $300, so you only work three hours a month, and make, but they wasn't enough three hours. But, uh, Anyway, I come back and I got to doing that and struggling, struggling. You know, I never, ever, ha never had enough money to go in business to start with. So I learned how to do it on the shoestring. And believe me, I'm proud of one thing. I was always honest with people. And so uh, I started, you know, with drag racing, you know, mostly. And I built stock engines. You know, like if that guy had a stock, you know, Camaro or something like that, you go blueprint the motor, and it run a whole lot better. And there wasn't very many people that done that then. But I learned from Glidden, you know, how to do it, and I got specs, and we put everything right on the money. We had a good finish on solar walls in the motor. I mean, we held records all over, and I helped, maybe probably still did. And that was real successful. Then we started doing machine work for a guy in Mitchell or down in there. Uh, we started doing our machine work, and Carl Kinzer come along, and we started doing his. And, you know, I'm telling Carl every little thing that I knew, and he's telling me everything that he knew one of the easiest persons I ever worked with in my life. And, uh, of course, you know, that was really successful. And then we built sprint cars all over the country. And uh, you, were talking, you, were, you were building the motors for the sprint cars, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I built a lot of them in Ohio, just everywhere. Sure. And, uh, of course, you know, we won races everywhere with them. And... The drag racing stuff was going pretty good. Uh, then 
Tom Helfrich come along, and he was doing big block stuff. And I said, I think we can run better with a small block. Well, I always kept stuff on the shelf in case Carl, I knew what Carl was going to, you know, need next. And the next thing I know, I put a motor together like I was going to do it for Carl. And we put Tom's carburetor and, you know, the stuff that he was using on it. And, uh, well, he went to Eldora that year and had fast time. And yeah, for, for the two cars, took, took a 535 big block, I believe it was. And then this motor here was 400, 406. We paid $12 for the crank. Now, maybe $10 <laughs> for the crank. We t- paid $2 a piece for the rods that went in it. We polished shot team rods. I learned that from Glidden. Reconditioned them. At this time, I had rod reconditioners and line boring and so or, uh, honing, you know, stuff and boring bar and everything. And, uh, you know, really had a system of doing the block square and, and everything. CJ back, back, uh, back then was Helfrick running uh, both asphalt and pavement? No, he run pavement or run asphalt. I don't remember Helfrick running pavement. All right. I now, th- Purvis did. Okay. You may have him mixed up. Purvis come along okay. a little later. And uh, the next thing I know. Uh, well, I had built a couple cars. This was in uh, maybe 77 or 78, 79. I built a couple cars in there. I wasn't, not production, but I just built them to put my motor in. And, and you know, had a good driver, and we won some races, quite a few races. What kind of what kind and, of car? Uh, it was just something we made. We called it a homemade car. Okay. It was real similar to what we started building in in 1980. So a stock so, car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stock car. And uh, went to and uh, went went to Florida in 1980. Now I had started building some cars to sell. I built Fred King one, Ray Godsey drove it. And uh, I took Don to Florida in 1980, and I mean, we were broke. <laughs> and he won the he won the big deal at Volusia County, paid six thousand dollars. Well, that was a lot of money. Sure. In 1960, and a whole lot of money when you didn't have any. And uh, I'd already called my wife and told her to make arrangements up here to borrow some money. And uh, then I called her back, and I said, don't worry about it. We've got plenty of money. We're okay now, <laughs> we honey. Yeah. And I guess that was probably, and then the next days, they were in Volusia before they did East Bay. Then we went on to East Bay. My first production car that I had, it lowered the track record uh, three Three quarters of a second. That's significant. At East, at East Bay. And, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know what we've done there, but, you know, you know, now 
now we're set pretty good. And uh, and we started building cars. And then after we started building cars, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, we sat down to figure out what we had to have to build a car and make money. And I had some help with it. Dave Dayton helped with prices. And he was in business selling parts and stuff. And he made the prices up on them. And they were so high, I was ashamed to charge him. He said, you've got to do this. This is what it takes to do it. And uh, it, and and that's quite a bit of profit for a guy that never made much more than $2 a day or $2 an hour. Or, you know, I, I was born poor. I was raised poor. And I knowed how to live poor. And then all the profit we had on that. And it was just great after that. And then we had some up and downs in my, in my life. Uh, my wife left. Uh, that put my head in crazy mode. And uh, I had it rough there for a few years because my head wasn't right, but business was good. And I, I guess we done all right. We, CJ, back in the early 80s when you were building cars, um, I know that you had some swing arm stuff, you had a cantilever car, and even some leaf spring cars. Um, How did you wind up being the the king of the... We started out... Go ahead. We started out, when Helfrick built his car, it had leaf springs on it, and the Chrysler leaf was shorter in front, and I said, this has got to add traction to the car. And uh, so we stayed with the short leaf spring. Right. We towed them in. Uh, each spring was in two degrees. And Ron Miller, Ron would know what that does to them. I do. It puts an instant center down the road somewhere and takes out Rolster. Rolster was a no-no back then. And uh, we thought that was good. And uh, we built leaf spring cars up till uh, 1984. And uh, that's when we went to the little car. And when we went to the little car, we'd go down the straightaway and, hell, it'd be so loose going in the corner, we'd meet ourselves coming back out of the corner. <laughs> so that was loose. And then we come up and made the four-bar car. And, of course, when we made the four-bar car, time we got it on the car, I saw so many mistakes in it, just one right after another one. But we had good drivers in the car, and we won. We just kept winning races. And that was in 84. And 80 in the fall of 85 I had started driving in 84 okay and uh, it was pretty good with uh, not on dirt but pavement it was pretty good and uh, then uh, I wasn't satisfied with that car and it was really designed to be a watch linkage car to start with but I come back in the 85 car the fall of 85 I built my uh, first watch links car. And that was probably the best car that was ever built. Way ahead of its time. 
uh, I won races with it. I know the first race I had, it went to Jefferson, Georgia, that, that World Crown 300, whatever it was. And uh, I won that after Gary Blue spun me out on the first lap. <laughs> and I come back and won that. And nobody's, nobody paid any attention to this Watts Linkage 85 car. That, and this was in the fall of 84. And uh, the car was way ahead of its time. It went over like a lead balloon. Too complicated for the for the time. You know, I don't know. I always thought a car was simple, and now I get to looking at them and and you know put show everybody this has got to be adjusted exactly this way, and maybe that's a problem with them. Maybe they're too complicated. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know how the four bar car runs as good as it does, and I don't know why somebody. As an and I'll and I always stay on runs, but about this, you know, with his intelligence, he should know. Don't 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 inflate his ego. <laughs> well, no, no, I just saying he's hard hitting. <laughs> uh, oh God, it's been it has been great for me. It's so I, really been you, great. I love it. You said you you you, you first race on uh, asphalt. To how 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 and why did you make the transition to dirt? Well, okay, dirt. Well, oh, I had built dirt cars, and uh, but I couldn't drive. You know, I'm 43 or four years old, and go out there to try to drive dirt the first time. You know, didn't look too intelligent. <laughs> but now we go out and figure. You got to have eighty-five percent car and fifteen percent driver to run asphalt. Well, if you want to develop something, you can do it on asphalt a lot easier. You know, the track don't change from a cushion to heavy to slick, and you know now you can make a change and ride it out practically all through the night. So I said, this is a place to develop cars. I can be a better driver on asphalt than I can on dirt. So that's what we developed a lot of our stuff on asphalt. You know, I look at cars now, you know, rockets and all of them, and I see stuff that they've done on the car. They don't know what they've done it for. You know, every car out there, you know, you look at it and you see that, you know, they got... The uprights where the upper control arm goes on the left, they lean in towards your motor. On the right side, they lean out towards your motor. And uh, they just all do it. And I'm sure they don't know why they're doing it that way. The only reason that I think is because we've done it. <laughs> and uh, I see a lot of things that way. But they never, thank God, they never done the the watch linkage. That's why Ron calls you the inventor of uh, dirt late models. Well, we've done a lot of it. I don't <laughs> help. These other guys, they don't have to do it. They just got to put a, a good business program together, what they've done, and help. 
and they they've got a good pattern out there. There's nothing wrong with their car today. We don't have people that's in the sales force or anything. Rusty does awful good, but I don't know why people don't follow him real well. He's selling some cars, CJ. He's he's doing all right. I wish I was up there to help him. I really do. I'd like to help him at the racetrack. I'd have to slip him off from everybody. (laughs) I'm sure he's learned a lot from you. Talking about uh, Rusty Slate. Oh, he's a great kid. And, you know, he helps everybody Mm -hmm. and always has. He's very open. Yeah. So how, how did how did uh, speaking of Rusty Slink, uh, he was your last uh, I guess house car driver uh, for for the Rayburn chassis. How did uh, uh, he never was a, a house car driver? Uh, okay, I just had some stuff here, and <laughs> I said go racing, and he done it on his own. You know, I never I may have answered a question for him or something. I don't even remember that, but I just put him out on his own. So how how did uh, really did yeah. how how did that friendship uh, begin? I mean, did he did he contact you? Did you contact him? Or you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, probably, I, I probably knew him way way back in the years. Probably when he started, we was with Rusty back. Oh God, I don't know how long. Maybe fifteen twenty years ago. I did not know that. And, you know, had good rapport with him. And, and he's smart. Uh, yeah. Good driver. Yep. So sp- speaking of uh, your driving, uh, is there one win that uh, that you had that maybe stands out uh, above all the others? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I never won very much. No. I think about all of them that I run was great. Uh, I run at a racetrack one time. I went to uh, Ponderosa one time. Not the restaurant. Bloomquist was there. Bloomquist. Ponderosa in Kentucky. Gotcha. Bloomquist was there, and there wasn't many cars and wasn't many people. And they said, you know, we can't race this way, and they're not going to spend... You know, uh, I don't know. They wasn't going to pay what Bloomquist wanted. You know, he wanted $5,000 or something. And uh, I think I set a new track record. And I know I won the race. And I thought that was a great race. It probably didn't pay $500. I don't know. So did Bloomquist not race that race then? No, he wouldn't race. I'm glad he did. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, speaking of track records, uh, you set the the record uh, here at Toledo Speedway. Um, what, was that uh, with a, a sprint wing on top? That was a fun night, CJ. I, when, I, how long I ago? Think was it, hmm, must have been '84 because that's the first year I raced. Was it that long? The ago? world record in a half a mile at that time was. 1474, and it was set by Ricky Otts at Winchester in a New England modified. 
that's where they had the big block set on the outside sure. in the wing. And and I know I know uh, uh, Toledo's a lot bigger racetrack than Winchester, but just I always I knew that track record, and I always wanted to do that. And you know I preach to people. You know you know that you, you you talk about you've heard about thoughts and dreams. Well, when you're dreaming, you're daydreaming about doing something. And you keep daydreaming all the time. This is true story. And I teach it to people in my seminars. Your thoughts and your dreams, you think about it, you dream about it, and you think about it. And that's how you accomplish stuff. You know, it's not hard. You just got to work at it hard. Sometimes not mashing fingers and getting grease under your fingernails. You've got to lay in bed and think about it. And I, and I thought about it, and, and what I say, when you're thinking about it, you're making it happen. And I set that at a 1471, I believe. That's and uh, and it, uh, it set that world record like three hundredths of a second. Then I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to, uh, Winchester, and then really try to lower it, but I went up there, had a bad day. It was hot. We got one lap qualifying. Uh, just wasn't good. And I believe that Toledo, we had to weigh 2,800 pounds. Hmm. Yeah. CJ, you and, you and Randy kind of went back and forth. Did the two of you ever meet at the same track? I, I know. Oh, yeah. I know a couple of times. Yeah. I know Randy Sweet uh, broke a couple. Oh. And go ahead. Oh, oh I could tell you that. Hell, he wasn't going to race me. Uh, but I think maybe uh, we raced. He never could outrun me. <laughs> never. Uh, and I wasn't even a race car driver. He was. <laughs> But he would uh, he he would get the money up for us. They money they, they paid us to show up. I would ashamed to take it, but Randy got all the money for us. God love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you consider yourself a, a a car builder more than than a driver? Then, oh hell yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Race cars are simple. You know, what do you want it to do? <laughs> and uh, and what you want it to do, if it's good, there's a way to do it. Believe me, there's a way to do it. And it's wide open right now. But, you you know, people don't listen. They don't listen to some old man, some old has-been or something. They don't listen to that. Yeah, we don't listen to Ron. Hey, no. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So, what, what do you think of uh, the state of dirt late model racing today as it stands right now? It looks like that they have brought in World Outlaws and Lucas Oil. And, uh, you know, it's pretty easy. Get a race, put a big purse up there, 
people will come. And they've been successful with it. The racetracks have been successful with it. But they have went over and put rules in. Okay, uh, a good rule, one of the many rules, or a good, for instance, we make a fuel cell. The way it's made is the safest fuel cell on the market by far. I mean, with, you know, when oh, whoever inspects them out there, we've had to do it about three times. SFI. SFI. And uh, it, it has had the highest ratings of any of them that they've ever had. You know, it's just practically bulletproof. When you roll it over, it don't spill fluid out. Where theirs does, if theirs roll, rolls over halfway, you know, fuel pour out of theirs that don't on mine. And uh, so many things that's better about it. And then they put goofy rules in. You've got to have a flapper in it. Well, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And uh, a lot of other stuff that. It's in the car. I think the full containment seat's a good deal. Yes, it is. Uh, I think that there's a lot better way to do a Hans device than what you're doing. Uh, you go, if you put your D-ring in a roll cage somewhere back there and uh, put a damn bungee cord, go steal one off the truck at a truck stop that's holding the tarp down, hook it on your helmet, run it through the D-ring, then you can move your head around, <laughs> and then it don't break your rib. Um, I mean, I don't know. That is the awfulest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but maybe they help a little bit, but they're miserable for a driver. But the people that make those rules do not have a clue what's going on. And just yeah, and you know, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and. Fuel cell, of course, we all do it. We put a fuel gauge inside of our car. NHRA don't let you do that, or they wouldn't when I was drag racing. You know, but hell, we put it in there. Here, this fuel gauge started leaking, and you know, the guy thought real quick, saw what it was, and he pulled in. Now, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. They don't ever check that stuff. CJ, let's talk about aerodynamics and dirt late models. I, I, I've been strongly against the way the cars have evolved. And, uh, you know, today the, the best way to screw up a really good handling car is to poke a hole in the nose, uh, knock a wheel flare off of it. And uh, one term that doesn't belong in dirt late, late model racing is aero push. But you hear all of those things. Um if you follow the big series. Arrow push. Arrow push. Rusty, you on the line there? I remember you being in Florida at <laughs> Felicia, I believe. And uh, they thought the car in front of it was taking the air off of their nose. Now, I've got a wind tunnel down here, and you know, it's something you can laugh at if you want to. If you don't know much about it, you can laugh at it. If you know something about it, you won't laugh at it. And I can't see that that nose pushing 
are lifting the front end off the air. I can see it, but you've got the air. It's not a it's not a cup car. I can see the air. It's dirty coming through under the car, but it's half holding the nose down. What I see on this machine is it making the front car go faster. Hmm. Right. I haven't fooled with it a whole lot. And I don't fool with it because I built it. I built I built it out of a big flow bench that uh, Superflow uh-huh. makes. And uh, this thing is it's a big one. It's got eight 220 volt squirrel cage blowers in it. Wow. And uh, and it's got strings. It's got, we can move the cars around, but it's sitting there and people won't use it. But I never fool with it very long. You know, I made it for people to come in. If they respected it, they could use it and learn something. But the air, we don't know. I know if you take, if you blow the nose off the car, you're not going anywhere. I know the nose holds it down. Now I go over and look real, real hard at the cup cars. That nose don't look like it holds anything down, <laughs> but it sure does. Yeah. Uh, their nose is probably, uh, okay, air nose is a lot lower, I don't know. Their nose is probably 55 or 60 degrees. The cup cars are probably 40 degrees. And uh, the 40 degrees would hold it down okay, but it wouldn't get through the air. And they tell me the main thing about a car is not suspension, is getting it through the air. So that yeah. confuses me. I, I can tell you one thing, that Bob Memmer would roll over in his grave if he saw what we were racing today. Yeah, God love him. He done a lot for racing. He really did. Yeah. Well, uh, we and, put- I, and we fussed and fought all the time. <laughs> we, but uh-huh. I know that I know I know he had a lot of respect for me, and I had a lot for him because he done a lot. But uh, I kept him in check pretty good. I knew how to handle him. <laughs> if I wanted something done. If I wanted to change me, I'd just say, make it. Tell everybody else to make it. If you don't want to do that, just do it. You ain't going to send everybody home. And he knew when I'd done something, he knew he wasn't no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and Earl Balt, all the stuff. But, you know, you had to have somebody back then to keep people like that in check because they don't know, you know, who are you got to go put the Lucas Oil people in check? Well, World Outlaws just follows Lucas Oil. So if you can put Lucas Oil in check, you know, the rest of it would be okay. But uh, I didn't spend money with them, you know, uh, advertising with them. And uh, that made them, you know, not, that made them try to punish me. Well, we appreciate all the time uh, you've been giving us. I just have one la- last question for you here before we let you go, uh, if I may. Do you have a, a current favorite late model driver, uh, some drivers that you root for? 
Well, you know who. You know who the number one is. We know where the I, I, fr- I figure, is. but I just wanted to see. You know, I guess I like all of them. I love all of them a whole lot. Some people try harder than the other ones, and uh, I like people that work hard and try hard. And uh, I guess I like poor people too because. <laughs> You know, they sponsors out here that's got million-dollar sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're going to win races. But I never got into racing for how much I could spend in it. I tried to take some out. And, uh, of course, I like to try to show off, too. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> contributed uh, uh, to, to the racing. Yeah. Yeah. CJ, CJ, we need to get going, my friend. Let me close okay. with this, that you are the yeah. man that invented dirt late model racing, and virtually every car out there right now is a copy of what you built back well, in the 80s. You may be right, <laughs> and I appreciate you thinking that way. Uh, uh, I've, I've been, around, can, been, been around long enough to see all that. That's... Uh, uh, that sounds good. You know, when you get old and you can't do anything else, it's good to that somebody thinks that way. Now I got a kid that's thirty four. He don't think I've ever done anything but sit in this chair. Really? Uh, <laughs> He's not into racing. No. Oh, well, my kid's the same way. Yeah. Well, I got. Uh, I like them kids. I like the ones Resty helps and uh, all that bunches. Yeah, I like to follow them. How, how often do you I get? Like, how often do you get well, calls from, from these guys uh, that are building cars like like Rusty for for advice? I have. Not many here lately. Uh, I know a kid in Florida uh, built that car and won a race, and then he didn't run very good for two or three races. And I think he said uh, some other car builders went to him and had him to outlaw a straight axle on the front end, which was good for him because it wasn't good to start with. Right. But he won a race with it and made the other car builders nervous and the, and I talked to him and I thought it over and, and everything and then I finally decided the other things that he was doing was outstanding the front axle was not good and uh, I don't remember his name but uh, I thought that was good yeah, I have people that calls every once in a while, or they'll have a customer to call, and uh, and I like to help them. And believe me, I tell them the best I know. Nice, I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah, always great. Uh, okay. Always, always great talking to you. I know last time we talked to you, I think uh, you were with Rusty at uh, uh, what was it the uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals a couple years ago. 
you kind of he kind of put you on the phone <laughs> when we were doing the show once. Oh, oh God, I don't I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, we, we again it was, we was we were talking in here the other day. Uh, you know they got uh, Kokomo Clash. Yeah, I wish I had a car ready and had Rusty come up and drive it. But, uh, too late, too late in the week. Well, they pushed that back. But, it's uh, actually not starting until Saturday now. Yeah, so we've got an extra day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not what. What's that? Oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, they, it's I, not started till. They uh they pushed yep. they postponed it a day. It's actually going to run Saturday and Sunday now, and as opposed to uh, Friday Saturday. Yeah. So you got an extra day. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think his motor's down or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's. I right. can't do it. You know, I don't have enough time to do stuff yeah. right. Gotcha. CJ, okay. we've got we've got to move on. We've, we've got to move on, my okay. friend. Always great talking to you and. Uh, Best of luck, okay. uh, whatever you do next. If you need me, you call me. <laughs> Will right. do. And, and watch out for something. I'll try to do something next. <laughs> All right, CJ. Let, let me be part okay. of it. Okay. Thanks, All man. Right. Thanks, CJ. Okay. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye. There you go. The legendary CJ Rayburn, as uh, Ron has dubbed, the inventor of dirt late models. That's him. So did the proven chassis that uh, do you still build those? Yeah, is that based off of a Rayburn chassis? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Didn't know. Everything really is, Scott. I, I mean, the, the chassis dimensions, everything is all very similar to to what CJ built back in the uh, mid '80s. And not much has changed in what thirty years. A lot has changed. Forty but, years. Where are we? Yeah, can't do the math. That's too much. Uh, coming up, uh, stick around. We still have your chance to win a Big D's pizza, courtesy of Big D's. <laughs> I guess that would make sense. <laughs> um, we'll have that for the how many here. We'll announce la last week's how many winner, as a matter of fact. Uh, first off, uh, some results from last weekend, Fremont Speedway, Friday night, uh, the uh, Jim and Joanne uh, Ford Classic uh, rained out, unfortunately. It did. But Saturday night. Uh, good good news out. for the dirt truck guys. They were added to the Saturday they program. Were. Yeah. So they ran uh, three classes on Saturday. The All-Stars, uh, Cole Macedo picked up uh, his first All-Star feature win. So congratulations to him. Yay. Tyler Courtney was crowned series champion because that was the uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, right. finale there. The Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, 305s and the dirt trucks each had two features each because uh, they didn't run any heat races. They just ran features. Uh, Larry Kingsey Jr. picked up his first ever Fremont uh, win in the 305. And uh, Dustin Stroop was the uh, the other 305 feature winner. In the dirt trucks, Jeff Babcock was uh, the winner. I was surprised at this. This is his first ever Fremont win. First ever Fremont win. I was surprised to hear that yeah. too, Scott. And then uh, Jamie Miller picked up uh, the yeah. other feature win. Not surprised to hear that. Yeah. Did you have an announcement to make, by the way? About what? I don't want to give it away if it's not being announced yet. Well, it could be announced if you want to announce it. Well, it's up to you. Well, go ahead. No, it's your announcement. No, you go ahead. All right, we'll do it later then. Okay, fine. Uh, my Pillar Motor Speedway was in action on Saturday. Uh, Steve Casebolt uh, was the winner for the uh, late model feature. I think uh, Rusty 
was uh, doing well, and then I think yeah, I, I heard I heard he was checking out on the field and uh, broke a valve spring. I think Is that what it was. Engine. So Rusty Schlenk, uh, bad luck there. Uh, Jacob Denny won in the uh, midgets, modified winner. Dylan Woodling, super stocks, uh, was won by Lee Hobbs. I guess they had a, a quite a large field of super stocks there, fifty four cars. What I heard, yeah, a lot of Oakshade guys were down there. I would have been one of them, but I was busy that day. Yeah, I don't know what. Thank I was you doing. very much for that. That was fine. It was fun. Um, Lee Hobbs won the the super stock feature, and Landon Arcaro won the Hornets there at Montpelier. Toledo Speedway wrapped up the USAC Silver Crown season and uh, their season as well with Cody Swanson picking up the uh, USAC Silver Crown feature win and uh, with that notched his sixth season ch- or sixth series championship. Uh, d- darn it, I wish that uh, Jerry was doing this because uh, Jeff Metepenigan. 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 Jeff won, and he also was the uh, track champion in the uh, factory stock there. Uh, Late model uh, sportsman winner Greg Stillwell picked up his fourth win of the year. Ron Allen finished second, and uh, he won the track championship in the uh, late model sportsman class. Again, a tight points race. Uh, Next month we'll we'll do our annual uh, track champions shows. So we'll have track champions from all the area tracks on. Uh, coming up starting in November. Maybe, yeah, I don't know if we'll start at maybe the end of this month, but probably November. Um, We're racing through the end of the month. I know, I know, it's, it's crazy. crazy. I got some racing news to get to here before uh, we get to our how many. We also have the weekend weather pit stop with me because um, Ryan Weekman bugged out early because it was a nice day, and but he emailed me the, the nice nice day the weather. Um, here, here's what's going on. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. They have all your favorite drivers. They also do special photos, uh, photo shoots by appointment. Give them a call, 419-476-9978. Freeze Frame Photos, special moments frozen in time. And uh, Dipman Motorsports, contact them for performance parts, custom bodies, fabrication, racing fuels, Hoosier tires, and more. 419-283-8580. Tell them uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report sent you. So, uh, a little bit of racing news to get to here real quick. Uh, NASCAR is relaxing the rules on chrome numbers. I did not know they had a, a rule against chrome numbers on their cars. Uh, I know that it's frowned upon at, at Oakshade, at, at least, just because I'm in the tower, and they're, they're hard to read. With There's some another of the car with those darn chrome numbers. It gets hard to read, but that was before transponders. Right. I don't know what the rule was or why it was implemented in NASCAR. Uh, I guess Daryl Waltrip used to have a chrome number right. 17, and then the rule came in, and it's been years that uh, there hasn't been chrome numbers, but uh, there will be next year. Really? I saw a picture. I forget whose car it was. He's going to be, uh, and the and numbers, numbers move are, forward. Yeah. yeah. It, forward it kinda or backward? Or? Forward. It's yeah, right behind the, yeah. the front wheel. Um, a dumb fan. Uh, did something at Charlotte this uh, past week. We had some uh, video. Stupid of this. We'll, fan we'll award of the week goes yeah. to uh, way to get yourself killed or arrested. Um, he, he or both. Yeah, he got off uh, easy. I think uh, dumb fan jumped the fence, ran onto the track at Charlotte on uh, Sunday in turn seven on the Roval. There, since he was not killed by race cars, he jumped back over the fence and was greeted by police. So at least he did it under a yellow flag. I do believe. Yeah, uh, that would only be half dead instead of totally <laughs> dead. He almost got run over by one of the, uh, the safety trucks. trucks. Yeah, here's uh, here's uh, the deal with what happened there. 
this is a, I guess he posted a TikTok video of it. It's like, hey, arrest me. I had to take the uh, the sound out because it had some music and I didn't want to get busted for copyright. Facebook would knock us off. Comes here, back so. in. Comes out and does, does a face a plant. Face there plant. it is. Boom. That's a good face plant. And uh, we get, yeah, four, four, four screens of his face plant. And then he gets to talk to the cops. So there you go. There's your, uh, your little bit. Dumb of fan of the hey, week award. Don't do that. Something not to do. Don't do it at your local track either. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series released their 2022 race schedule on Wednesday. Features 65 events at 35 different tracks. The season kicks off January 26th at Golden Isle Speedway in Georgia and ends up at Portsmouth Raceway Park uh, in Ohio with the 42nd Annual Dirt Track World Championship on October 14th and 15th. There's uh, four new tracks that they added this year. I don't remember all of them. I just remember West Virginia Motor Speedway was right. uh, one of those tracks. So there you go. If you want to check out that uh, schedule, you can, uh, I believe their website's lucasdirt.com. But uh, just search for it. Whatever. Kevin Harvick tried to take out Chase Elliott uh, on Sunday. Did you, did you I see saw that? I Car- saw. Actually, he Car- sort of did. Car- karma Karma's is, a bitch, isn't is it? She, ain't she? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, Elliott tried to retaliate uh, after... Kevin Harvick got into the back of him and uh, put sent him into the fence, put him in the wall, ruined the back of his car, and uh, Elliot kept it going. And then as as uh, the race went on, as Harvick's trying to get by on the inside, he tried to cut down across him. Actually, I think he caught Cole Custer and actually spun out. And then I think he just overdrove it. I don't think you don't think so. There. I don't think he from, was trying from, to get him back. From what I saw, I, okay. no, I, I'm, I'm not saying that Elliot wasn't trying to get there, but Elliot was three cars back. He had nothing to do. Kevin Harvick just. No, over- no, no. I'm not talking oh, about okay. when Harvick. Oh, later. This okay. was right after he yeah, got put okay. in the wall. Right. Okay. Right after he got put in the wall, then, you know, because Harvick I, was still behind him at that time. Yeah, I thought you were talking no, about the no, karma no, thing. No, no, no. The karma thing. That, uh, that happened a little bit later. I think with 11 laps to go, Harvick, I think he probably saw. Uh, Elliot coming in his uh, rearview mirror because Elliot benefited. Uh, the, There's a lot of controversy about the rear bumper cover was flapping in the breeze, and yeah. uh, some people are saying, "Why didn't NASCAR black flag him?" Because eventually that bumper cover came off, and then they had to and throw they had caution. to throw the yellow, and that helped out Elliot, who was way behind, and he got to close back up in the field and closed within a few car lengths of Kevin Harvick after the restart. And Harvick overdrove it into uh, one of the corners and smashed in the wall yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he, he used up a race car. He did, and uh, and now Kevin Harvick is not in the uh, playoffs anymore. And Chase Elliott benefited and uh, is. And is. So, yeah. He moved on to the next round. Yeah, some crazy stuff. Um, and what's his face? Kyle Busch said, uh, made some comments about uh, uh, Kevin Harvick saying that uh, he said some not-so-nice things about him, said other drivers might wreck him in the future because of his uh, dirty driving. Wreck uh, Harvick. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was running into people. I don't know. know. Crazy stuff there. You Uh, just never know who your friends are when you're running around in circles, Scott. And I did read that NASCAR did have a call with both of them to try and uh, see if... Smooth I don't know what the outcome of that call was, but, yeah, I would think that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We don't expect this to be a factor in the chase. I don't know. Well, Kevin Harvick is no longer a factor in the chase. Yeah. But, yeah, but will that, he but be he, a but factor? But he could be. He could be. Oh, you betcha. Um, 
Uh, NASCAR could go hybrid in 2024. I know we've made jokes uh, about no, going all electric. I, I don't want to hear it. Don't, don't even <laughs> talk about it. According to Bob Pachris, uh NASCAR president Steve Phelps said, quote, some sort of hybrid engine system with an electrification component is uh, likely to come by 2024. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what that would look like, but uh, Tony Stewart Oof. announced uh, today that uh, he is going to be the owner of a new two-car team in the NHRA. He's going to do some drag racing drag stuff. Drag racing, yeah. Starting next season, his uh, girlfriend, Leah Pruitt, and Matt Hagen will be behind the wheels of uh, each of those cars. That's pretty so, cool. I'm thinking that his girlfriend had some influence in there as to why he's got to. Just maybe. Hey, Tony, let's spend some money. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the money. Why not? He does. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, Kokomo Clash has been pushed back to, uh, by one day because of the forecast rain for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally scheduled for Friday and Saturday. It's now going to be run Saturday and Sunday. So if you didn't get that message, yeah. there you go. So they're hoping that it gives them some time to dry the track up before Saturday night from uh, the rains that are scheduled for tomorrow. Scheduled? Do you schedule rain? Somebody, Forecast somebody for tomorrow. Did. Casey Kane was involved in rescue efforts after a fiery head-on crash that killed two people. A uh, wrong-way driver slammed into a uh, couple's camper on the way home from Port Royal Speedway in uh, Pennsylvania on Saturday night. Kane was also coming from the track, and uh, he stopped, I guess, the, the wreck happened just in front of him and uh, heard someone calling for a fire extinguisher, which he grabbed from his bus, and uh, he uh, he was being a firefighter. He helped uh, fight the flames. Got the folks out? I don't know about that. I, I think some other people were working on that. Right. He was uh, working on trying because I guess uh, the camper uh, was in flames. Right. So there you go. Some uh, results from this past weekend, the World of Outlaws, uh, Carrie Madsen, was the winner Friday at the Nittany Showdown at Port Royal Speedway in the closest finish of the World of Outlaws season. Uh, Spencer Baston won the uh, Saturday Nittany Showdown finale at Port Royal, too. So Spencer yeah. just on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. He finally, Our record now is a little delayed, but the, that win's coming. Oh, it is. There it is. Next up for the World of Outlaws, Lakeside Speedway in Kansas. That's going to be Friday, October 22nd, a week from tomorrow. Lucas Oil Dirt or Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Friday they were at uh, or supposed to be at Smoky Mountain that was rained out. Jonathan Davenport led all fifty laps Saturday night at Dixie uh, Speedway in the Dixie Shootout and uh, went back to back one Sunday at Rome Speedway that uh, was Davenport's eighth win of the year. The uh, Lucas Oil Series is scheduled for the forty first annual. Dirt Track World Championship at Portsmouth Raceway Park this Saturday and Sunday for the, uh, I believe that's their series finale again, which is going to be next year. It'll be the 42nd, though, next year. Uh, NASCAR action, A.J. Allmendinger was the winner Saturday at the uh, Charlotte Roval in uh, Cup Series action. Uh, All the action was uh, between... uh, Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick, but Kyle Larson picked up the win. He was actually in danger of not making the cut to uh, move in on the playoffs. Uh, that win some, was big for him. Yeah, he had some issues previous weeks. So Kyle Larson picking up uh, another win there, and he lives to fight another day. Next up for the Cup Series is the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 at Texas Motor Speedway coming up this Sunday at 2 o'clock on NBC. Andy's Frozen Custard 335 at Texas Motor Speedway is uh, the next event for the Xfinity Series. That's Saturday 
the 16th at 3 p.m., also on NBC. And uh, the trucks are, are still off until Saturday, October 30th for the United Rentals 200 at Martinsville. That race will be at 1 o'clock on FSN. Uh, one other note, Flow Racing Night in America was won by Jimmy Owens leading all 50 laps as Tuesday night at 411 Speedway. Uh, next up for the Flow Racing Night in America is Volunteer Speedway in Bulls Gap, Tennessee, coming up on uh, Wednesday the 20th of October. It's not that far away. No. So we have uh, how many? Yeah. yeah. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about Ron Miller race cars. Give them a call, 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, everything a racer needs. Uh, successful event last Saturday. Uh, your Whiteford uh, community. Oh, Scott, that thing. was so cool. Yeah, here, Whiteford Fall Festival. Um, I was part of the committee that put that program on. Uh, we really didn't know what to expect. It was the very first one we ever did, uh, and it was all to benefit uh, kids. We want to build a playground, and uh, I think we made enough to get a good start at it. The the, the the estimates were that we had between seven and nine thousand, and and Scott, quite honestly, it could have been ten thousand people th there through the day. Um, our main parking lot held four hundred cars, uh, and we had a contingency plan for another three hundred up in in another lot. We filled both lots, and cars rotated in and out all day. Uh, you were there as as the MC and the announcer I for don't know us, about that. and. Uh, no, we very much appreciated that. So you had a good good view of everything that was going on. It was a busy day. It was busy. And uh, congratulations to John Young, who won the uh, uh, the car show award. Yeah. He was uh, he, it was a popular vote deal, and uh, he had his new uh, his car out there. There were some some uh, race cars out there on display, as well as a whole bunch of really cool classic. There, there was this, a rat rod that showed up. It looked uh, uh, interesting. We'll say it was. Uh, it was. That's a customer of mine. And, is it? Uh, yeah, and, and that thing is so neat. Yeah, that was a pretty cool deal. So, Scott, and I the guess it's going to happen the, again next the year. The car right? show portion of it is going to be much bigger next year. And, it was uh, bigger than I thought it would be. I yeah. was surprised. Mark the date, October 8th, next summer or next fall. Next. Uh, going to be a big deal. There you go. Uh, you want to make your announcement now? About No, uh, go ahead. You announce this, it. The Sandusky thing. I'm not really entirely sure what it is, but... Uh, it sounds like uh, we talked to Tony Burns earlier about the dirt invades asphalt with the Fremont trucks and the Oakshade bombers. Let's just say, Scott, that when Oakshade announced that they would uh, put some money in. You want to drive a bomber now, don't you? Well, I, I really don't care. I want to <laughs> drive something, and I think I've made those arrangements. So you're going to be in a truck? Seems like it. Okay. So we'll, uh, we will be competing against each other once again. Yeah, well, just be careful. <laughs> just yeah. be careful this time, Scott. Just don't Kevin Harvick me. That's it. <laughs> we'll have to get Jerry out there. So, yes, um, I will be in competition at the Sandusky. Uh, dirt invades dirt, asphalt. Dirt invades yeah. asphalt. Week from Saturday. Yep. Very cool. All and, right. And, and we'd like to see a lot of our, our uh, dirt fans show up at Sandusky for that race. Yeah, and once again, if uh, – you got any sponsorship you want to throw at that? I know uh, Pam from Oakshade threw a, a couple of 50s in there, some incentive for uh, yeah. going to the winner and uh, highest uh, finishing bomber from Oakshade. Um, give uh, Tony a, a text or call 419-239-3991 or get a hold of Chris Mize, the uh, race director out there, 
at uh, Sandusky Or get a hold of either Chrissy or Pam at Oakshade, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they'd be willing to work with uh, the Oakshade people. There you go. And, uh, yeah, the Oakshade people have only known about this for a couple days. A couple days, yeah, because, I didn't, like I said, it came about after uh, last week's show. So, so. spread the word to the Oakshade uh, bomber guys that uh, – they get another opportunity to race and uh, free free asphalt tires. They'll be available at Ron Miller Race Cars uh, right. to use for this event and uh, two barrel carburetor. But you can uh, unhook the the two. Right, you can unhook the back two barrels and run your four barrel. There you go. Which is what I plan to do. So there you go. Um, last week's how many was how many all stars are going to be at Fremont on Saturday? Good choice as opposed to Friday. Right. Although they were all there Friday, but uh, they weren't racing. But um, we had a tie, actually. Well, before we get to that, Jerry, who's not here tonight, he ended up having to work over. He was uh, closest of the show folks here. He guessed 46, the actual number, 48. That was a lot of cars. That is a lot of cars. Uh, 48 was the correct number. We had uh, actually two folks guess the exact number, 48, uh, in the uh, comments. So we're going to have to spin the Big D's pizza wheel to find out who the winner of a Big D's pizza is this week. So I've already got that uh, prepared here. Let me. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we've got a couple people on the edge of their seats. Yeah, there is a couple because there's those two. So uh, Nancy Shaneauer and David Hammer. No idea who those guys are. Um, here we go. We're going to spin the Big D's pizza wheel to uh, break that tie and find out who's going to get a Five. free Four, three, pizza. two, one, spin. Wait, I actually got to oh, put it up on Scott. the screen here. <laughs> I forgot. We can see it, but they couldn't. There you go. Now, now we'll spin it. You want to do the countdown again? Five, four, three, two, one. There it goes. Spinning, spinning, spinning. It's not fixed. There you go. David Hammer, Congratulations. Well, if you have any connections, make sure he brings some pizza yeah. back. Uh, I surprisingly enough, <laughs> I think last time he won, I may have uh, scored a pizza. Yeah, I might have, yeah. So congratulations. Uh, this week's um, how many chance to win a Big D's pizza? We haven't talked about this yet, but uh, there's racing around here this weekend. Really, Waynesfield oh, yeah. is uh, back in action, and they're going to have the Boss Non-Wing Sprints there on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Ooh, good. So here's the deal. How many Boss non-wing sprints will be at Waynesfield on Saturday in competition? Boss non-wing sprints. Yeah. And I have absolutely no idea how many normally run, so I... 26. I, you're going with 26? Okay. I'm going to say that that is a good guess. You're going to say 25. I don't know, I don't know 20, if I should go above or below you're that. You're going to go 25 or 27. Um, well, it looks like the comments are... Well, they're kind of all over the place, too. I'm going to go with 25. I'm going to be pessimistic. Going with 25. Right. Uh, if you'd like a shot of Big D's Pizza, just put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live video, which uh, you can find on YouTube or you can find on our Facebook page. Uh, if you're not listening to us live, then uh, just go back to our Facebook page, find this video, and just put a number in the comments, and you're automatically entered uh, into that deal to win a Big D's Pizza. Whoever's closest will win a Big D's Pizza. If we get a tie, we'll spin the Big D's Pizza wheel. And uh, remember, you can only guess once. If you put in more than one guess, you get black flagged. That's it. So there you go. So we'll, and, and we've got the black flag right yeah, behind us. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, you can see and him we, off your shoulder. And, and we know how to use it. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> you betcha. 
Uh, so yeah, we'll give you till noon on Saturday uh, to uh, get your guests in for that to get in the running. This weekend's Big D's Pizza Racing Menu includes, well, just one race around here, really. It's Waynesfield, uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park, uh, Boss Non-Wing Sprints, USAC Midwest Thunder Midgets also in action, and the Wing 305 Sprints uh, will be in action as well. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, uh, general admissions $18. I did see somewhere, I think they said that uh, keep an eye on their social media and their website. They may adjust the times uh, if needed, right. but I don't really see a need for that, really, unless, unless it's going to get too cold for them. I don't know. I would say, though, if we do get rain overnight tomorrow, that uh, the later time gives them a little more time right. to, to prep the track, like you said. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the weekend weather pit stop, usually brought to you by W2L11's Ryan Weekman. Uh, he decided to leave early today and forgot to record it. So he wanted to get out and enjoy the nice weather before it does rain. But he did. This is uh, what he texted me. He's like, here's the forecast for Saturday. Nice and cool. Nice and cool. That is it. Three, three-word forecast for you. Nice and cool. And this, this, was, this was him leaving the, the uh, WTOL studios earlier yeah. today. Then he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And as soon as he got wherever he was going, he's like, oh, shoot. Forgot to record that. Uh, so there you go. Nice and cool. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, weather should be all right for uh, for this weekend of racing. Um, just uh, some other notes uh, before we wrap things up here. Montpelier Motor Speedway announced today the uh, format for the Monster Mash. Coming okay. up on the 29th, 30th. Right. Or 30th. and Yeah, 29th and 30th. Is whatever that Friday and Saturday is. Last uh, Friday and Saturday in the month. And... Uh, it is going to be two complete shows because I was a little worried. Usually it's only right. Saturday. Right. And I can't make Friday because I unfortunately have to work. But uh, they are going to do com- two complete shows. Top four finishers on Friday night, though, are guaranteed starting positions in uh, Saturday's event. So, And there's more details posted on uh, Montpelier Motor Speedway's ra- uh, webpage, which I believe is racemontpelier.com. I think uh, going off memory. Uh, RaceMontpelier.com, I believe, is correct. Yeah. Uh, and they have all the information on there. They have actually a whole frequently asked questions. Like, if uh, you made a negative comment on our social media, and it, why was it deleted? For the betterment of racing was the answer, I think, uh, they put it there. <laughs> Larry, Larry Bowe is doing a, a, a good job uh, running things down he there. He really is. Montpelier Motor Speedway. So looking forward to that. That's uh, so Actually, the Sandusky race next weekend uh, was going to wrap up this year's season for me, but... Then I saw that they were doing the separate shows. I'm like, hey, I can make well, that Saturday we can deal. Do this. It's early though. The gates open at noon uh, for that Saturday show. Racing's actually a four. Ooh. So there's like trick or treat. There's like a whole sure. bunch of stuff going on. It's a, a lot of stuff. The next few weeks, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, again, we have the Dirt Invades Asphalt. Right. At Sandusky on Speedway. 20, Saturday, the 23rd. Saturday, 23rd. And uh, we might have to get Chris Mize on next week. Uh, talk about everything else that's going on because we've kind of been focusing on just the uh, Fremont dirt trucks and the Oakshade bombers that are going to be competing against that's each because other. because we've got a vested interest well, in yeah, those, Scott. Yeah, but, the, but there's more going on. Yeah. That's a Saturday-Sunday deal. Weekend. Yeah, that's next weekend. Again, the uh, the Fremont dirt trucks and the Oakshade bombers, that'll be just Saturday, just the Saturday portion of that. Next year, though, who knows? If this goes over big, maybe we'll 
be both. both. Maybe yeah. they I, will be I, the headliners. I remember running the Cavalcade with a dirt late model just a long, long time ago, Scott. With a pavement late model. I'm sorry. Okay. I was going yeah. to say, how would you do with that? No, no, with a, with a pavement late model. It was, it, the, the pavement cars, the, the late models were, were a part of the show back in the day. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah. uh, thanks again to uh, Tony Burns for checking in with us earlier tonight. And, uh, and, and definitely thanks to CJ Rayburn. Uh, pretty cool speaking oh. with a, a legend today. Swap meet Saturday. Swap meet Saturday at Oakshade. Uh, Millstream is still Millstream. On hold for now. Just say eventually, Scott. Eventually it'll open. That's all I know. Uh, That's it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Uh, Forgot to mention, we didn't have any uh, calls on the Hammerdown hotline this week, but if you'd like Which may have been a good thing. It usually, well, since we made the rules and made it so that it actually has to do with racing... (laughs) We get less calls. It's crazy. 419-318-3081. That's uh, 419-318-3081. If you want to leave us a Write message. Write that number down and talk to the yeah. recording. Yeah. Tell us what you think. And we'll play it back on the air uh, next week. One on final show. plea. Uh, check out uh, Toledo City Paper. and. Oh, yeah. uh get us, right. no- get us nominated for the most popular podcast in the city. There you go. Yep. Uh, once again, the uh, nominations close tomorrow. So and then, got, and then we'll be bugging you to vote for us. Yeah. It, assuming well, we get nominated. That's kind of why I'm not really. Yeah, I won't be upset if we don't get nominated <laughs> I, this year. I understand. Because that went on for way too long. But you know what the hell. A couple of weeks would be okay. If you haven't nominated us, uh, head on over to our Facebook page, uh, which you're probably at right now. After we're done, uh, scroll up to uh, the pinned post, a direct link to the media section. You vote for Ryan Weekman too, or oh, nominate him. Yeah, please. For uh, Toledo uh, Best Weather Meteorologist, whatever they're called. He should be a shoe in for that. Should be. Uh, thanks again to Oakshade Raceway, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dipman Motorsports, and everybody that uh, supports racing. Support our sponsors. And Thanks Robin sponsors. Johnson, uh, not a clue. What was that question? Are they doing the drawing for perfect attendance? No. Yeah, I did not hear back on that. Sorry. Not a clue. Yeah. That's it. It's time to go home. It is. It's dinner time. See you next Thursday at 7 o'clock. Same time, same place. Yeah. That's it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. i got to go upstairs, though. Wait. You are home. I am. So confused. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> Goodbye, all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.